Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we're going to be talking again with our good friend Hannah Gordon. Enjoy. So I think it would be good to preface this. We've had uh, the one and only wonderful Hannah Gordon on BizPod before. Yep. Um, how has life been faring you? It's been a while since we've spoken. Scarred from the first podcast as pair. Ah. <laughs> Standard BizPod protocol. <laughs> no, no, I mean... What a year and a bit, eh? Yeah, because... What a year and a bit. It's especially yeah. uh, kind of crazy, because I think when we last spoke, you were starting a new job. You were literally in the middle of moving. I remember, mm. I think we did half of it in the car, half of it um, <laughs> In the building site. <laughs> yeah. And we were in a much different place pandemic-wise. It's been a, a wild year. Oh, gosh. No, everything. Everything's kind of changed. We're not at uni, really, anymore, no, are we? No. We're fully done, all of us. Like, full-fledged. Full-fledged. Yeah. Oh, Adults. Grown-ups. Grown-ups. <laughs> Grown-ups. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I mean, we've we've been doing this for just over a year now, which also kind of feels a bit weird and crazy. Not real, huh? so, No, it's not real. It didn't happen. And so, yeah, we thought as as we're wrapping up the show, we'd talk with you again. A little bit of a catch-up, but also because we just love chatting to you. Oh, that's because you, you're only here sometimes. <laughs> you're here all the time. You'd be like, she's on about philosophy again. No, it's just perfect. let me eat my food. Oh, yeah, you made us an absolutely gorgeous afternoon tea. I'm gotcha. Which we'll have to make the thumbnail. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's that I think... Having a business and doing this podcast, that, that's got to be on the, the top of the list. <laughs> I like to be properly professional, make sure everyone's fed, <laughs> have a good time. Um, it's a 10 out of 10 star review from me. Oh, hadn't hadn't seen you guys in a while, so, you know, no. I mean, it'd be nice just to sit down and catch up, for sure. But yeah, how has the, the new job been faring you? Because that was kind of the, the main talking point or revelation of the last time we chatted, is you were coming from, you know, having crossroad games and um and then you've done this big transition which i imagine with how vital and how centralized your life was around the, the entrepreneurial scene must be a bit of a, a shift it's it's 100 percent a shift mm. um first of all not being your own boss i think you'll, you'll you'll sympathize with other places that you've been when you're not your own boss it's such a big learning curve to like having to do stuff for someone else and it's been a really good learning curve. I've gained so much more skills, but at the same time, sometimes I do really miss working with the kids. Mm. You know, when, whenever I used to do something creative with them, it felt a lot more, like, appreciated. Yeah. You know, because some of these kids I was working with had nothing, or, or, or they were told at school that they were too loud, or they talked too much, or they didn't really belong there. And so when you use your creative powers for something like that, and then now you're in a job where you're using it, mm. <laughs> kind of for commercial gain. At the end, at the end of the day, you know, I, I went from doing something creative that helps disadvantaged people, and that was my passion for that. And now I'm doing something where you know, the it's for luxury clothing, so I'm still able to use all my skills, and I'm really enjoying being able to use all my skills. You know, I do so many roles there. You know, I'm I'm the writer, I'm the photographer, I'm the videographer. I do illustration work for them as well, advertisement content. And, you know, that keeps me busy. And, you know, I'm actually quite thankful because during, like, lockdown and that, I didn't really feel like 
I was stuck at home all the time. You know, I had to because I was essential maintenance staff. I, I still had to go into Kel, still had to go into Kelso and and do my job. So it didn't really feel like as much isolation as what I probably could have, especially with the business not being able to get the funding that it needed. Like with, cro- with Crossroad Games, I wasn't able to have, you know, like all the support that I would have had before. And it felt like I, I just wasn't ready to take that journey <laughs> through COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's interesting there what you s- mentioned about, you know, basically not be- being your own boss and um, then going into that situation again. Because I think a lot of the narrative around becoming your own boss is you don't become a boss, like, like you're, 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 you don't become an employee again. It's quite often a piece of that dialogue. So, how have you found that? Like, have you found you've been more sympathetic now that you understand what it's like to manage or some of the tougher decisions that sometimes need to be made? I think you're always going to struggle with the fact that when someone else is above you, even though you may n- know the way you like doing things, that isn't necessarily the way. And while I've been used to working in teams, it's quite different to have somebody making direction above you Mm. and so at the same time you there is a little bit of security and you are sympathetic to someone having a business and there's a bit of security in the fact that you're not making all the decisions that you know like you get into a sense of lull that you don't have to worry about doing your books or or finances you know the money comes in Mm -hmm. (laughs) once a month uh, and you get to do lots of creative stuff every day and you, you you're not really seeing all the technical business end but at the same time you, you do have to give up on certain freedoms for that wage. At the end of the day, you know, I'm doing this because, you know, we all need money at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's just a horrible fact of life is that we can't, we cha- we yeah. can't just go fluttering around. But also, you know, there is something, I think, entrepreneurial in taking on a new element on type of work of being like, right, I, I'm going to stop doing this, you know, yeah. so that I'm going to keep doing this for now so that then later I can do this. I think as well with the 12, 18 months that we have all had, it has been of of all of us leaving university and then getting all these jobs and stabilizing ourselves. I think stability in itself is absolutely something to strive for in a way that it wasn't, you know, it's a commodity now is stability in a way that it wasn't before. It's 100% a commodity now. We're, 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 it's a totally different business environment you know, as they said, it was a year of businesses going bust, but wasn't it a year of everybody thriving, like new business thriving? Mm-hmm. And and it's such like a like a juxtaposition that I felt like I couldn't do maybe some of the stuff I was passionate about, but I'm still able to be creative mm-hmm. in, in my own way. And at the end of the day, you have to be thankful that you've you've got a job in this climate. Especially when I know like so many people that you know, really struggled during lockdown. Mm. Um, I had said to Anton before that, like, unfortunately, my cousin died in December, and quite a lot of that was probably as a result of being in lockdown. And when I think about like that, it's it's been a tough time. And by Christ, I've I've come off pretty unscathed mm. in that sort of sense. It does feel weird now that everyone is kind of wanting to go back to to normal when. We spent so much time <laughs> kind of reflecting indoors, really. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I am a positive person, but at the same time, I, I, w- I will say I'm a lot more cynical. I'm a lot more cynical about starting a business. And I'm a lot more cynical about taking creative journeys, like, fully. And, and then maybe just because that, as much as I didn't want a kind of lockdown to affect me, it has. Mm-hmm. 
it's just affected me as a person and what I what I'm willing to risk, what I'm willing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's an element of, you know, we at our stage in our careers, uh, any enterprise we would start up would be a smaller kind of affair, um, you know, one or two people, maybe three max. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of risk there even. But seeing how a lot more larger organizations where there's a lot more moving parts but have, you know, systems in place to survive um, and have survived many, many years, seeing them, you know, get the will from under them is a, a kind of terrifying thing and it kind of shows how fragile like you know if you lose a supplier and you're like an arts and craft 100%. Etsy store that can be you know a couple months of orders just not able to get out or even you know if you're you're a photographer and you can't get your camera repaired I, th- I think there's so much of the arts which I didn't necessarily realize sort of uh, requires that chain of of supply for the craft sort of supplies itself but also you know for the printing of the canvases and the finding the people um and and yeah you're right I think um it it feels like not only that there's a lot more risk in some areas but it feels like the risks are deadly in ways that I feel like they they weren't before because if traveling and you get ill do you know what I mean it's very different to just oh I can take a couple weeks off or whatever there's a lot of people who if you get this virus, that is sort of it for you, or at least you, for a long time. Um, they they talk about all these long term, long COVID, lo- long COVID, and and you know people have fully lost their sense of smell and sort of all this sort of stuff, in which we just don't know or understand yet. Even um, there's the discussion of the uh, group trauma that we're all going through. And I know like people like my parents have found that that their life hasn't really changed that much in some ways. And I think, you know, people ask us, oh, how has work been during COVID? And you and me are like, well, this is all we know. Um, and so, yeah, that that then back to normal inverted commas world feels really scary because it's nothing we've ever experienced. But also all we have known is about that scarcity of jobs, is about that sort of scrambling to stay together and double-checking guidelines and um, being careful. No, scarcity of resources. I mean, when we've been some, in something that no, nobody for in living memory has really been through something that similar in a very long time. And I think it's really odd that we're all, especially as business people, kind of going, right, back back to business, back to do this. Yeah. And, and I think especially when some people have worked at home, and are now getting put back into roles or jobs back in an office setting, you know, it does it does feel equally terrifying, especially since we're not out out of it yet. Mm. But also, you know, when I, when I definitely this lockdown that when I was deciding whether or not to keep going with the business, mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, I'm 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 going to be twenty like I'm going to be twenty six this year, mm. and. Don't know if it's just because of that or because I'm a woman or because but like you start to feel the weight of the world kind of being like, right, stuff has to be put in place now. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to like sometimes always go on my own passions and my own gut. If it wasn't going to happen now, I really need to settle down and find a job because there's things that I want or that maybe even in a way society kind of tells me that's what I have to do. I mean, they always say, well, that mum says girls always grow like, grow up quicker. And it's because we get told that if you don't have a kid at this age, you, you know, you may never have a kid. And if you don't do this at this age, like I've had to organise my life so much quicker 
I mean, I ended up going to university later later on than I had, you know, I mean, I never thought I'd ever go to university because I thought, oh, gosh, I'm no clever enough for that. But now that, like, that's kind of done, you know, there is an expectation of I need to get, I need to get my life sorted yeah. in a way I can't. I mean, what is, is even being an adult? I don't feel like an Do you feel like an adult? No, I feel like three gnomes in a trench coat. Um, but, you know, I also, I think, uh, I think you're very much right on that one in terms of... Just going to say, I love the Gravity Falls reference. Oh, thank you, thank you. King of the gnomes. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like, no one will get that, but it's fine. Um, I feel like a lot of post-university life is about making sure that, well, that's it. That was the last of your help. Now you do it. But, uh, you know, you've just spent the last four years learning how to get a degree rather than learning how to do business. And so our uni has been particularly good in giving us lots of systems of support that we've, me and Anton have been able to rely on during the pandemic. Um, And the Business Gateway has been sort of invaluable in terms of keeping us linked and informed. Um, And I really feel for those who didn't get that. And and the, our friends of ours who weren't able to sort of stay open or, or even find other jobs and who have just struggled um, and then still have that expectation of, of you're right. It's that phrase of sort of back to normal or the old normal and um, or the new normal. All of these terms um, feel very loaded with preconceived ideas of what they should be in, I think, a world where house prices are increasing and, you know, the the minimum wage has not increased to match the inflation and and the and we're going through brexit and so everything's going to suddenly get all more yeah, expensive no. and and you're sort of like well what do i do no i mean i think it's the inequality especially between people our age and people are older it's it's just so overwhelming like me and alex have actually been looking for like a home like like yeah we have the flat but we've been looking for somewhere where you know i always imagine myself out in the country in mm. a little cottage and I told Alex that, and he says, you know what? He's like, I'll work out, and we can we can get somewhere that maybe needs a lot more love, a lot more work, we'll get that done. And, you know, we actually went, like, Humby. There was this little, you know, run-down cottage, nothing in it. It needs whole things stripped mm-hmm. out, everything mm-hmm. done. About 150 grand, it was, like, like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it went for 200,000. Yeah. Because it's about ab- above asking price. Be- at the end of the day, the housing market's crazy, mm-hmm. and we're competing with people that have money to burn. Because at the end of the day, like I don't know if you know like that much about like mortgages, but the, they'll only give you it for they only like cover a mortgage for how much the property is down for being worth. So if you, yeah. if 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 the house is said to be worth one sixty on the home report, like that one was anything above one sixty quite a lot that has to come out your own pocket so they'll you, you pay 10 percent deposit on that 160 plus whatever extra that you spend yeah. so that was directly out somebody's pocket yeah i mean this is the thing that i'm finding that you know i'm currently not looking for uh, buying a property but definitely um my sister and her partner are and um we've we've got some other friends that have recently just bought a place and and yeah you know the huge amounts of support that they're having to get from other places to sort of be able to offer the asking price, but also, yeah, they keep getting bought out from underneath them of people who are going so much more over the asking price and just... And these homes aren't even worth it. No. <laughs> they aren't. Yeah. It's like, uh, I know it's like my uncle and their their partner, you know, police officer and uh, high school teacher. You know, very conventional. Both horribly underpaid. Yeah, but 
in concept, very conventionally, this is you know a good career that you do for you know the entirety of your life. Yep. Uh, you know they're not like stop gap, gap careers, and then it's like yeah, they needed to you know get involved in a scheme that would help them get their foot on the ladder, and it's like nope. that's horrible that they needed that. That should be. Even know. my partner's a, a like a firefighter, and what they get paid to basically going to run in buildings, car crashes, mm-hmm. save people, and. And, and like, you know, he just saved, like, someone's life just the other day as well. And they get paid, tw- like, 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 barely nothing. Bare- like, what what the same as a virgin tech would come in to get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely maddening, like, what they actually pay teachers and police. Because and I guess it's about where where is that value placed and who is then running those as businesses. I think so much of what I've encountered as going into business has been, oh, everything is looked at as running it as a business like so much of our university wasn't about let's educate people it's how do we run this as a business you know so much of of i think the nhs and other places have been looked at as businesses as things to make money and about profit and and um i think especially the fact that we have had uh conservative government for the last 10 and a bit years you know is absolutely showing the sort of the austerity yet also how much everything's getting more expensive you know it feels contradictory but I think there are those ideas that are inherently coming with it and um, I'm definitely feeling a bit disenfranchised as we slowly as as people who can afford to go back to normal do and those who can't cannot no definitely um think about this way it was Jeff Bezos Mm. became a trillionaire during a global lockdown yeah how can we say like people aren't like, like people did profit off this lockdown and people from our generation and the generation under us and even maybe the generation above us just have to yeah. or, or we have to look at it and be like wow that's so great and impressive and wow so much of an entrepreneur <laughs> and so smart like i think the where's my avocado toast where's my avocados i think as well like the the um uh, the way that people adore um, Elon Musk and the work that he's done was sort of, oh, wow, such an entrepreneur and so great and all over the place. But actually, he's just, he's had bags of money and he's always had bags of money and he's just playing around with bags of money, you know, and, it, and it's the kind of the monopoly money effect of, of these people who have got so much and are so detached, you sort of lose that sense of reality. I think what's been nice with the show is that we've been able to talk to people throughout lockdown who are a lot more centered than that but nobody nobody's been happy you know and uh, i think kind of looping back to what you were saying about you know having to you know now that we're we're all aging you know putting those systems in place Yeah, you guys are older than me so i'm actually i'm fine ah yeah (laughs) wait for (laughs) it (laughs) um yeah you know i think one of the bits of advice i got when we started nap media was from somebody a little bit further on there like you should keep a notebook of what you do yeah which sounds dumb but um you know if you get ill what do you do how, how does somebody come in there and, yeah, if you, and help you if somebody else can't do your job has the business been working as a business has it um Ooh, and i think goodness. especially you know i could imagine that idea especially being a lot more prevalent if you were a little bit older uh, or had a couple employees but i think even at the scale we are all at being able to you know outline and be like this is what we do and you know being able to know that you know if we're you know if we both got uh covid and needed couldn't do a shoot Mm -hmm. could we get somebody in to do that and how how would we put that system in place no 
At the end of the day. No, 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 my passionate answer, and probably this is probably because of everything I've been through, is let's stop worrying about business the way we're currently worrying about business. Let's worry about people the way we worry about business, especially ourselves. At the end of the day, no one's going to remember what you do in a business. It will not say on your gravestone, Louise, kind of done photography well. What's really good at doing NACA media? Became a multi... Nobody says that. You know what it says? Oh, you almost said I'd become a multi-billionaire. It says loving partner. (laughs) It says loving partner. Very good child of... Yeah, yeah. That... Like, that's a reality that I think it is. And I think it's very... I've been very distracted. And business has been probably the biggest distraction. Employment, big Mm. distraction. But at the end of the day, you have got to be true to yourself and what you feel like. And you can... And I can go and do my nine to five in the day. And I can do my job well. But I'll tell you, when I get home, I have to do things for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more prevalent with everything that's happened is that not enough people are doing stuff for their self. And 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 I just think as well, like and you know, partly why um we started wanting to do this podcast is I think I've always felt detached from that egocentric and and what just seems so fake, charismatic version of what business and entrepreneurship is that especially the people who I met who were actually running the businesses that I liked just weren't like that. You know, the people who do this stuff and who are at your local markets and who are running their own local work are these really good hardworking people. And and I think the toxic culture surrounding business and startup and entrepreneurship um is not only problematic, but I think it is damaging in terms of the long run. And and you're right, I don't think it fits in with not only uh, the world's current priorities, but, but the world that will be setting up its own priorities. No, 100%. At the end of the day, when people talk about starting a business, they don't talk about the panic attacks. Yeah. They don't, about the, don't talk about the constant worry that we have, paying bills, seeing family, and and most of all, disappointing people and disappointing ourselves. Nobody ever talks about that. It's all, oh my gosh, you're going to love working for yourself. You're going to feel such a sense of achievement. Mm. And and at the end of the day, it's like, what kind of sense of achievement will I have running a business in that way that the world currently wants me to run a business? When I... started doing stuff for Crossroad Gains the reason why I thought definitely couldn't continue is because I never planned for it to make money and you know I was told by people at the very start why are you doing something like that shouldn't you do something like that when you retire Mm. (laughs) like you should be making your money first Mm. yeah and it's um it's been kind of amazing to see during this whole time is how many people have retired it's, there's been a lot lot of early retirements yeah I I wish I could do that which you, you know I feel like once you get so enriched into this, um, especially if you know it's a larger organization, maybe an international company, and, you know, your your mid tier management, you kind of it almost seems like the goalpost is just moving. It's um, and at that point, you're not really doing much for yourself. You're just moving stuff for other people. And at that point, you know, you've maybe got your home, you've got your family, you've got your kids, even grandkids maybe, and it's just the work just becomes a kind of case of moving goalposts and goals and. It's not for you at that point. Well, or or a way to stay entertained. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people had values in different places. But when you realise, you know, that going into work could kill you, but also that you never were really happy with your work, why would you then keep doing it if you don't have to? 
Exactly. If you're going into a workplace thinking, I could die being here, doesn't feel like a worth it workplace, no, doesn't no. it? At the at the end of the day, we we all give up so much of our time. And and you know what, with everything rising, we're gonna be giving up even more of our time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'd be the case of, you know, we might even have to work and then do a part time job and then that and we're gonna have little to nothing for ourselves and people still have the cheek sometimes to say to you to, to say to people like you like you don't have to be happy in a job it's you don't have to be fulfilled in a job that's not what work is about mm-hmm. so you're telling me that for eight hours of my day I I like that's what I'm getting yeah, told yeah, is like is I have to do. eight hours of my time I'll we'll never get our time back at our work we should be enjoying it and that's why I'm kind of glad that I'm in a creative role right now because mm-hmm. at least I'm doing something that like feels good with my time but for some people especially after lockdown they're not well or you hear you know oh one of a kind story person has been able to achieve it all and you know look at how much money they've saved and in every single article it's always and they don't pay rent you know and there's I think Mm -hmm. a huge underappreciation of how much it takes to manage yourself you know when when uh, I think so much of of being your own business, whether that's like a hobby that you were good at that you're selling now over lockdown. If you sort of did were able to like craft badges, and now you just make all these badges online and sell them. Now like, you've done viral TikToks, exactly, and now you've sold out all your badges. The, the problem is behind that is that then you've got this huge pressure still to make and create, and it is all on you. You know, there are no sick days. There are no None. nobody telling you, oh, you should maybe pace yourself. Nobody saying, oh, this is what a normal work-life balance is like when you're working at home I think that's a huge thing that people have found as well because there's a big expectation to always be online to always be on your phone um I had a friend over for dinner um and and work drama they they had to have their phone on with notifications because they were in a sense yep. still never expected off. yeah to be working and and I was like oh I guess I kind of do that but also like if it's past a certain time I struggled to sort of read and comprehend things anyway, so I would just not. But but that's because of I'm in that position, yeah. you know? No, even when I was doing, like, the entrepreneurship, you know, like, when when I was trying to become an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, you, you would. You do what everyone does these days. You Google it. You try and find out what is the right thing that was. And then you get, mostly, someone on a video. I wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's the voice. Every day to start my day because I don't want anyone to waste their time. Yeah. Yeah, I take 30 minutes off a day and then I work out and then I'm back on the grind. Yeah. <laughs> back on the and, grind. And, 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 you know, it comes back to that thing that, like, it's it was fake and real. You know, it was fake and unreal back when we were all like, okay, I guess we've yeah. got to be entrepreneurs now. But I think as well, you know, that veneer has shattered and what is left is people who have had the privilege to be able to still keep going and those who can't, you know. And and it, it not only is horribly unfair and, and sort of seems not worth it, as as you're saying, but on top of that, it's like, was it ever worth it in the first place? One of the ways I found the best to cope with kind of these situations is to think, excuse me for saying, but fuck it. Oh, yes, do it. No, absolutely fuck it because, you know, my my mum, she's she's a very gentle woman. She's been through a lot in her life. 
you know, she's, she once stopped someone with a gun. That's my favourite story to oh tell. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes. I'll have to chat about that. I'll have to chat about that afterwards. But she is she is literally, like, such a rock of a woman. But she holds the weight of, like, so many people on her, on her shoulders. Uh, and, and she's always been... Her and my dad have always been kind of, like, rocks. And she was... She was just like, dang, I don't want to see you unhappy ever. Yeah. But like that's 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 what I've been. Yeah. Well, but at the end of the day, fuck it. No one is going to remember what you do. No. I, I, I think there's been a huge concept in business about legacy, you know, and, and the idea of you make all this stuff, but there's there's kind of crazy ideas, I think, to do with expectation and we're at a point where you're right, nothing that we can do will really stand out. Um, you know, you can follow the newest trends and you can do the newest stuff, but I think there is an element of, you know, we have started so far behind so many other people. All you can kind of do is, you, can't think is, like that. you know what I mean, is sort of do do yourself and do your own thing. Um and so what I do love is when we do get that practical work is we, it's, you know, we totally lose ourselves in it and, and I find myself enjoying it and loving it and thriving on it. And I think that has what's kept me being able to still do this job mm. is we do have that love for what we do. You have to lose yourself. At the but end of but the yeah, yeah, otherwise, I, you know, it just sort of wouldn't have been worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's amazing because I think you know, especially the younger you are, the the more possibilities there there are. You know, it's like, oh, this person they also worked at McDonald's when they were sixteen. Mm. It's like, oh wow, Jeff, I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> I'm on route. Um, but as you kind of go along a little bit more, you know, it's like we've tried with some people that are doing very very similar jobs to us, but you know, they've maybe been at it for a good nine ten years more. Which it's not to discredit them. It's kind of a thing of okay this could be where we're at for for a while. And it's kind of, okay, if this is where we're at for a while, what brings us joy? What what makes this fun? And if it was this for 10 years... That's what brings me joy. (laughs) At at the end of the day, like the biggest lie I think we ever get told is that if you're not happy, something's wrong. But but as human beings, you're not happy. We're not programmed to be happy. to be happy all the time. Yeah. If we were, we'd never do anything. We'd be sitting in our own feces, maybe <laughs> playing with it, like maybe playing with it, doing nothing. Like because at the end of the day, if we constantly had that feeling of happiness, yeah, yeah. you do you do fuck all. You wouldn't do anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You would never strive to be better. You'd never want to work. You'd never want to go and and find love because you're already happy with yourself. You're already happiness is is something that is just as much as an extremity as feeling really really depressed it's not it's something that isn't always there constantly I mean you have to appreciate it when when you have it and when you're doing a business you do feel like I'm not happy am I even doing this right and at Mm. the end of the day some parts you're not going to feel happy and some parts you are and, and and so much of business is business coaching telling you how wrong you're doing. You know, like there is a huge industry of business coaches telling you how happy you're going to be. You know what I mean? When and you achieve success. Like, oh my God, how will you actually help me with my business rather than... Anyway, anyway, I, I'm not throwing shade. I think I just... We've encountered a lot of a certain type of made-up character over the last year who have this said happy successful yeah, person who have said how profitable the pandemic has been 
And that just seems very morally corrupt to yeah. me. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying at all, but all, all I'm thinking is it's such a lie. It's yeah. su- such a lie like, like that we get told is that this is going to be your only ticket in life to be happy. Yeah, have either of you seen um, Sorry to Bother You? No. Yes. You know, it's... Very good film. Uh, fantastic film, but there's an idea of having a white voice, and it's not about sounding white, it's about sounding how white people want to sound. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's an element of that in business where you find a lot of these characters who they're coming at you as not who a business owner is, but who a business owner thinks they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like that kind of, it doesn't really exist. Even people, mm. the most successful people I've seen, it's either they're a lot more small and humble or all over the place and just super stressed for the rest of their life. Yeah, like, like, like with, with what quite a lot of people have. I mean, I would say when working the business, I was depressed most of the time. And I was so anxious more than anything of letting other people down or a facade down. Like, why do I have to feel the need to feel that up all the time? Even when I was talking to you guys, I was like, oh my gosh, mm. yes, of course, start your own business. This is great. Look at me. I've achieved so much. <laughs> I am so happy. Like, like there's, and like, but you feel like you need to be that person because as soon as you start talking negative, yeah. people are like, oh, oh, let's go get that happy, chirpy, uh, 20 something year old entrepreneur that seems to be doing like something that's interesting but at the end of the day that's a facade Mm -hmm. I would actually say I'm quite more mellow as I'm quite a mellow person and and I love being a happy feminine person but at the same time that's not me 24 7 And, and I think that's the same as well as they talk about a business mindset which I do think you've got to be there's got to be a determination behind it which I don't think has to necessarily be linked with lying to yourself. I think you can be determined and motivated, but still cautious and and unsure. You know, I think there is space for that business persona to grow into being a human being. But of course, it's been constructed for years to be the kind of the sales guy and and whatever that sort of 50s American dream uh, ideas of, well, if you just work really hard, you'll get it. Even if you've been depressed. Mm-hmm. It's they don't want to hear that I'm I am very successful. I have done stuff. I have a really good job, but I still feel depressed as fuck. Mm-hmm. They don't want that story. They want a I was depressed yeah, as fuck, and, now and I'm now I am great. <laughs> now That's I'm a, a story rabbit. that everyone wants to hear. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear a triumph. Everyone loves a David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the one thing we can all relate to each other to is just being honest with each other, and just being able to say. I'm not doing okay. Yeah. And, and I think, have you seen Bo Burnham's new special? Um, I am not in a good enough place to watch that you are at not. the moment. You are not. So then. I'm going to res- respectfully clap at a distance at what a good thing that is. I think that is as well. I mean, <laughs> at the same time, slightly different space because, you know, he's living in America, yep. which yep. has very, well, it will Difficult. very diff- yeah. different problems. Same problems, but just different clothing. Manifesting in a different way. Manifesting in a different way, (laughs) UK. Um, (laughs) But when when you, if you watch that special, uh, when people say you will laugh and cry, that's very true. But what hit home the most to me was how much you could relate to it. And, 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 And it isn't that... 
depressing. Well, I think <laughs> there there was something I was. Mum was like, "What is wrong with your generation and generational angst? Don't you know how to work hard?" But, but not quite that. But more just like, why are you guys so so angsty and, and nihilistic? And it was like, well, this is the situation as I see it, and and I think that's what what Bo Burnham hits on the head in that special. Mm-hmm. Um, is is just these ideas of endless hopelessness, which is felt generation wide, be- because of the multiple different weird late stage situations that we've ended up in. That there's almost no aspects of life which aren't affected by money or hardship at the moment because of COVID, and you're kind of like, right, well, if it, you know, if you were already like, well, it's a little bit pointless. I think those feelings have been pushed to their extreme throughout the pandemic, the multiple lockdowns. And She's got the, time to think about it. Yeah, and and just we've all been stuck in our minds. So I've found the meeting up with people to be um, invaluable again and being able to record in person like we are right now is really exciting and thrilling. But I know that you'll, you know, in a couple of weeks time, if I haven't seen a lot of people, I'll be back in that space again where I was before. No, definitely. When you're when you're talking about how people are feeling, like especially we're more, I think we're even more frustrated with employment. I mean, when I used to work in a financial company, one thing I heard over and over again is, I don't understand why young people, you know, they're in a job a year, they, they get itchy feet, you know, we used to be in this position for at least five years tops. But you're also talking about a generation that has been educated more and than any other generation, we've had more access to information, we've had access to phones, access to the world, and all it has done is kind of depressed us and made us think, shit, like, wh- why why aren't we doing more? Well, I, I and you, ex- and, and you yeah. wonder, why why are we so anxious about, about doing stuff or achieving stuff or not achieving enough? We've, we've had the whole world to compare to. Yeah. I, yeah. I strongly remember being told, you won't have a career you're going to have multiple jobs and the job you finally end up doing doesn't exist yet. And so I was like, well, how do we prepare for that? And they were like, you don't. Mm. And that was what I remember from careers education. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to make um, you feel stable. Yeah. You know, Strong again, and stable. A, a little thing that kind of ties into that, I remember uh, it was especially looking at doing video work and then it's like chatting to YouTubers and stuff and musicians on SoundCloud and, you know, just generally internet-based businesses, is, you know, for a lot of people, you know, if you're an electrician, your goal is to be the best electrician within, let's say, the next 100 miles, 50 miles. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, creating stuff for the online world or even if you're comparing yourself against, you know, let's say a sculptor, sculptors, it's went from comparing that to your local area to even the country area to the whole world. Are you the best painter? in the entire mm. world or, are you or do the you best look like the best painter in the world color grader mm. are you the best color grader in the whole world it's just um the borrowers and just all this information one fantastic to educate yourself but i feel like it's put a lot of people on a much larger scale um i know especially for some of the digital crafts some of the stuff like 3d modeling you can outsource that very easily so to, it's like to cheap. anywhere and yeah. probably for a tenth of the price tenth of the price and not even then just the competition's so much harder. It's not about, you know, finding somebody in your city that could come into the studio or come into your office and help. Audience nowadays matters more than skill, mm. especially online. I mean, show me show me a non-depressed YouTuber, but also show me <laughs> yeah. show me how like all these people how like they survive now not just through not just through views now because they have to get other deals and that because they're not as commercially viable, plus YouTube's 
now trying to get more television networks and mm. promote television content a lot more so it's, it's a bit more of a dying space but now it's not about whether you're the best artist it's whether you're the best artist with an audience mm-hmm. and what even is a best artist or a best electrician or why do we feel like we have to be the best why and then and at the end of the day like being best is just the concept but we all believe like, 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 you know, whatever you do, you have to be the best YouTuber. Who's the best YouTuber? Who's your favorite YouTuber? What's the best place to eat? What's a, and, and, and everything's sort of swayed by just audience, just yeah. opinion. And, and that's what's so dangerous about online as well, especially when you're talking about facts and information and business. You can support a business because of what they tell you or because of their social influence. I mean, I, I, if, if Wendy's can do a good roast meme, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. go buy a Wendy's. Is that because Wendy's offer the best, healthiest meal? Or is it because they've got the best audience? I love how you're relatable. Like, yeah, even then. You love Wendy's, don't, don't you? I've never tried, sadly. Yeah, but you, you like their marketing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good memes. Um, it's but that's what I'm saying, good marketing. Yeah, yeah it's kind of, as well as that, it's kind of like the system. And that is <laughs> the no, system. No, the system of delivery. <laughs> what do you mean the system? The system of delivery. Time. So, for instance, you know, does Domino's make the best pizza? No. Maybe. They make good pizza. By Domino's. No, we're not sponsored. <laughs> Dang it, Louise. I Wait, told you not to go to the Domino, man. I'm sorry. I just wanted Domino's sponsorship. But, you know, no, they're the. You know, they don't make the best pizza, but they're the people that have the billions of dollars to make the best app. Or yeah, the best website, yeah. or to get the flyers for your door. The best marketing. And, you know, that's something that not everybody's got. And then that's setting, you know, smaller businesses up. And, they're, you know, they're trying to make the, the best pizza at a loss. When, when the internet started, or when Instagram and all that started, the joy was that if you were an independent jewellery salesperson, you could have your ad right next to a Beaver, Beaver Fruit Brooks ad. Beaver Brooks. That's the name of it. <laughs> but Beaver Brooks. Beaver Fruit. Beaver Fruit. Beaver Fruit. The best. Nom, like, nom, 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 nom. Sponsored, Sponsored by, by Beaver, Beaver Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, at the end of the day, you could compete with a competitor that had millions, and that was equal platform. But very, very slowly, well, they're I, all I they're all going back quickly. to these organizations. Yeah, that that you know the 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 what was sort of people led people centric marketing has now become corporates are like well we'll get involved in that as well and have a lot of you know individuals in their branding and all of this idea of you know like why do so many actual businesses have tiktoks yep you know because it is a platform um on which to make money and also tiktok pays its creators like 10 10 times less than youtube ever did um and you've got to wonder Clearly, that's a model that's making people money. There must be a way to do more of it, you know? No, I mean, most people rely on, on advertising in those circles more than anything. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like the horrible thing is that when these businesses are, are coming in and they're starting to control the platforms that maybe had different voices at one point or another. And at the end of the day, when I've been working, especially with like CRM software, when I've been working with tracking software yeah. about what people buy, yeah. it's absolutely crazy how much they know about you. And, and when you think about our ingraining popular culture and, and how we think and that, like, honestly, if you took away all the ads in my brain, everything I like, what's left of me? What's left What's left of the internet, in a way? Gosh, Is no, anything yeah. actually an original thought anymore? No, I do feel like we're, we're veering a little yeah. off of business. 100%. But, um, but I, I'm with you that I think there, there are those elements of existentialism which come with 
questioning the system, as Anton <laughs> so bravely put it, um, that the minute you're like, well, I don't even really like my job, that what I'm doing, so why am I doing it? So you're starting to question yourself. And I think, as you're right, as you said, the pandemic, we've all been stuck in our heads and, and so much of it just isn't worth it anymore. Yeah, and uh, kind of looping back a little into the business, um, obviously you've got the masters and this is very much a strong quiver um, that you have um and your bowl. Do you, you see yourself incorporating business into your life again, or do you think... Uh, you're done. You're done. I think time will tell. Mm. Depends on how I feel about it in the future. Like, who can tell you yeah. anything's in the future? Yeah, would you ask that question? Uh, no, no, talk? don't worry. I mean... <laughs> it's a terrible question. <laughs> no, like someone was saying to me the other day, like, um, you know, Love Island's coming up. Oh. Like... Whatever you think about, like, Ooh. you know, they said, oh, I don't know if I can watch it because, you know, like, they're all, like... It's a lot. They're all 10 years younger than me. And I was just like, I refuse to believe my life peaks in my 20s. Oh, yeah. Especially when we've got God knows how many years. If if I'm lucky enough, I'll get to live. I refuse to believe that my life peaked. I want a Bilbo Baggins. I want a 111. <laughs> that's, that's a round number. That's my goal. <laughs> so, so I think business is one of these things that is going to continue to thrive. I yep. think it'll thrive, hopefully, in a different way. I think enough people have had the same difficult shared experience that those who were just in it for their like fame and glory were like, oh God, it's not worth it. And I think those who are in it because they're doing something they love will then still be doing that thing that they love. That's that's what I hope. And, and you know, that's what's kept me and Anton doing doing our work because we were able to keep it viable enough for long enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That Even the fact that you can only do it for long enough and you're guys... Yeah. And, like, I've seen your stuff. You're good at what you do. Oh, thank you. But... We are. <laughs> why, why is doing something you're good at unviable yeah. at the end of the day? Yeah, Anton. With rising, with no, but with rising rents, rising yeah. business expectations, rising economy, like we're all getting to, we're all getting to the stage of, you know, what we don't want to die, do. don't want to go hungry. Instead of charging by how we charge, we should have it as charged on the percentage of our combined rent, Ooh. so that if it's any hours that we're working from home, they have to pay for the rent for those hours. Uh. So we that's go a great business we, we model. Go we go for the, the larger jobs. And it's like, yeah, you get us for two months of rent. <laughs> yeah, you get us two months worth of two rent. Two months of rent. Get two to feed people. And one dinner out to celebrate <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> a cheeky wee Nando's on the side. Oh, cheeky wee Nando's. Not but, sponsored by um, Nando's. Talking about good, our work is good. But what is also good is your Instagram. Oh, Do you thank you. Do plug anything at the end of this lovely episode? Oh, definitely not. Don't give them the witchcraft. Bless <gasps> it's them. It's fantastic. But it's so good, though. <laughs> For your eyes only. Okay. <laughs> okay. Secret. But but you you have sort of found joy in um, uh, delving into your Instagram a little bit more over lockdown. Yeah. No, I've been asked. I've been. I've had a few messages of people asking me to make it more business in the sense of monetizing it mm-hmm. or yeah. advertising content, and I said no. Because yeah. this is the last thing I, <laughs> this is like the yeah. last stand I have from a creative standpoint, of like, it's untouched. Why, why, why would I make something I love work again? But yeah, no, I mean it's it's just one of those things, gang. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have something for yourself, eh? Well, we'll have another chat with you in nine months' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Um, but thank you very much, Hannah. No worries. Depressed you all. Now you're just gonna have to sit and uh, think about stuff. Secret was we were depressed the whole time. Dang. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. We've really enjoyed bringing it to you. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can check us out on our social media at Nakamedia LLP on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Along with if you've got any questions or would just like to give us some feedback about the show, you can contact us at info at Thanks for listening and bye for now.